Moms, I know divorce can be really messy, but selling your engagement ring can actually be quick, easy, and stress-free with Worthy. Worthy uses their expertise, technology, and connections to get you the absolute most for your jewelry with no hidden fees. Plus, just for my audience, Worthy gave me a special offer to share. When you sell your jewelry through Worthy, you'll receive a $100 Amazon gift card when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. Ready to move on from your ring? Head to worthy.com slash moms to get started today. That's worthy.com slash moms for the special bonus offer. This week on Moms Moving On. I think it's more just learning how to balance it and acknowledging that it's okay to take the time that you need to yourself. Um, And I think that that is probably one of the best pieces of advice that I would give that has been given to me is to not be so hard on myself and allow myself to take the breaks and to realize that there's going to be a change and it's all going to fall on me. And when I have her to, you know, not to push myself to the point of breaking. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. We have Jade Sclaver with us again today. She is the brains and the beauty behind popular sneaker brands, Style Child by JL. My daughter loves them. Your kids probably do too. And if you didn't get to hear her on our first episode, I know you're going to go listen to it after this one because she's really inspiring. Jade, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Michelle. Um, Yeah, I truly enjoyed doing the first podcast and I got tons of positive feedback. So thank you for having me. Well, tell for the people who are just meeting you, why don't you tell them a little bit about your background and why you were even on the first podcast? Sure. Um, So I am a divorced mother who started a business while going through a divorce and just kind of navigating the trials and tribulations of all of that. And doing it on your own, building a brand, and they, you know, trying to help everybody navigate. So, I mean, you've been at it now, like how long have you been divorced? So I've been divorced four years, um, four years divorced, uh, four and a half separated. Okay. So you're, you're no stranger to what it means to have to balance it all. Divorcee. <laughs> You're yeah. Welcome to the big leaks, baby. Um, you I think what I what I is very attractive about your story is that you, you know, very similar to me, I think. Like you were kind of like, oh my God, I'm on my own now. How do I make this work? And you hustled, like you did everything you had to do to be able to build something of your own so that you could support yourself and be a mom and all of the things. Um, but like, you know, better than anybody, it's so hard. And I, a lot of people listen to this podcast as divorce curious women, like how will life be when I'm divorced, if I get divorced and others are really just looking for that inspiration. So I think we can really have a great conversation today about finding that balance. Like, yeah, maybe your marriage sucked and maybe your ex wasn't that hands-on, but you still had somebody there when you came home from work exhausted and needed an hour to yourself. So 
let's talk about that balance for you. What was it like, you know, shifting into single motherhood and now having to support yourself? Yeah, I think many people might be able to relate to this. I had stopped working when I had my daughter. I was married, not working. We had a part-time nanny and, you know, I was going to mommy and me classes and I was doing all the fun things and, you know, going through a divorce, I would definitely say one of the scariest part was trying to figure out how to maintain my lifestyle while still having the freedom to do what I wanted to do as a mom. And that was really the inspiration behind starting my own brand. And so starting your own brand sounds really glamorous. I mean, sure, let's just start a brand, but like starting it and then making it successful are two very different things. So, I mean, I don't know. I remember being a single mom, waking up, having to get myself and Bella ready at the same time, get her in the car, off to school, and then like still have enough energy to start my day. Even now, and Bella's almost eight years old now, like I get her to school and I need a half hour to just fucking sit. Oh my God. And breathe. It's like the Olympics every morning in this house and like not losing my temper is a full-time job here. But how did you like, tell me how you did that. Like, how were you able to go from, you know, mornings as a mom to getting into business mode and then back into mom mode at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I used it as a distraction. So Yes, I was so devastated and my life was no longer what I would know it to be. And, you know, my income stream was different. And I think that by having something to focus on and starting this company, it was challenging and scary and risky for sure. But it was also something I could dive into and kind of distract myself from everything else going on. But yes, I mean, to this day still, it's like, I have one daughter, somehow I'm making five breakfasts and 12 lunches and nothing's ever right. And I need 25 minutes after I drop her to just like regroup and sit there for five seconds. And I don't know if that will ever change. I think it's more just learning how to balance it and acknowledging that it's okay to take the time that you need to yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And I that that is probably one of the best pieces of advice that I would give that has been given to me is to not be so hard on myself and allow myself to take the breaks and to realize that there's going to be a change and it's all going to fall on me. And when I have her to, you know, not to push myself to the point of breaking. I love that you're saying that because I think, so I don't know, at least for me, I had this voice in my head that was like, you, Michelle, you wanted the divorce. Like you have no right to complain. You got to go, go, go. And I felt like I was overcompensating. I was over momming. I was overbooking us with play dates. I was trying to like make life seem so normal when I was right. hanging on by a thread all the time. Did you go through that? Yeah. And we talked about it last time, how we always had to have like a Disney experience for our children. Yeah. Ever since we spoke about that, it's so funny because I always think about it when I'm with Liv. I'm like, it's okay to not have a plan today. Yes. Um, no, it's same. I've I've actually burnt myself out. So now I'm like, oh no, your friend said she couldn't play. I didn't even ask. Like I, you know, like let's let's just like do nothing. Close. Yeah. I totally get it. But I think for me, like I hit a point where 
early on in my separation, I got the flu and Bella did too. And I had nobody around to help. My mom was out of town. It was like one of those times where like the stars aligned and I was absolutely fucked. And I was like, oh my God, like something's got to give. And I, I have to take care of myself. And so I went out on a limb and I hired a babysitter and I just, I didn't even know what I needed her for, but I, everything I read was like, you need time for yourself. So twice a week, this babysitter would come over and I would get in my car. If I had nowhere to go, I would go to home goods and just walk around. The amount of home goods time I have spent going through my divorce is out of control. Which in my area conveniently is located right next door to my favorite frozen yogurt place. So I would just like fucking shove my mouth and like walk around. And that, that time was so restorative for me. So yeah, and honestly, I still do that. I still find myself <laughs> four years later being like, I'm gonna just go to Target today and spend unnecessary money just to have some me time. And you know, I always feel so guilty, and that's probably a downfall of mine is my guilt. And I always feel so guilty that I'm not working or I'm not with Liv or I'm taking time to myself. But at the end of the day. I'm not able to do all the other things without doing those small things for myself. Yeah, and I exactly. People going through divorce have that guilt of whether I did this or caused this or wanted this or they did this, I now have to compensate for it and give all of myself. And I think that's kind of where you hit that breaking point. So how do you like, how do you know for yourself when it's enough work for the day. It's live time. Like does live, how old is she? Live is five going on 15. Right. So I'm sure she tells you when she needs you. So how do you, how do you like switch into different modes? Like when do you know to do that? Yeah. So one thing I did that um, I hadn't done in the beginning was I made sure to be available and I'm fortunate enough that I can do this because I do work for myself to take her to activities. So the days that I do have live, I won't book things if if I can, of course, on the day she has dance or gymnastics. And I make sure to be present for those few things. And that's kind of where I feel like, okay, she can expect me to be on my days at those events. And that's kind of where I give her like my undivided attention. Um I feel like when I wasn't doing that and I was just like working straight through and not going to pick up and then I was feeling so bad I wasn't with her and then my work was suffering because I was in my head and anxiety and all these things, I realized that setting aside time, knowing, okay, well, I'm leaving at two to go to pick up and take her on Wednesdays and Thursdays is kind of how I alleviate that yeah. anxiety of not being around. Yeah, I realized like, I was, so I would pick up Bella kindergarten and first grade, she would get out at like one forty-five, And so yeah. I would pick her up, come home and I would see clients or I would do some of my like busy work until about three or four o'clock. And she would like come and look at me. And I was telling her like, this is so, you know, mommy's got to work so that we can do this oh, or so that I can play with you on the weekend or and like that didn't, I, I realized like that didn't fucking resonate with her at all. And I had to stop. And this was recent that I realized it like a year or two ago when I needed to be more present in those moments because it doesn't mean anything to her if I'm telling her I'm working now so we can hang out this weekend. Like that, how, and, and I, and I really had to 
for me, it's very hard to turn off professionally. And I really had to make a conscious effort at that and tell myself like, you can't be everything to everyone, which is hard for me because I'm a people pleaser. Me too. Very much so. And that's also hard going through a divorce because you're just trying to make sure everybody is happy and everyone's in a good mood and everything's done and kind of putting yourself second. But it's that's where I think the cookie starts to crumble a little bit. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. Class is in session and it is time for you to master your divorce. I am Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, the creator of Moving On School, and I want to welcome you to Moving On 101, the one and only class you'll need in order to master the concepts of getting divorced and co-parenting your children so that you can truly move on. In this eight-week program, we'll meet week by week to help you move past each phase and first of the divorce and co-parenting process so that you can move on in an empowered way while making the best decisions for your children. Visit www.momsmovingon.com to apply for our next semester of Moving On School coming in January. So you're, like you said, a divorce OG. Yeah. Um, you're a pro. You've eased into it. You've built a business. You've found the balance between everything. I'm or finding the balance. I okay. Think it, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's even fair to like say to somebody, I figured it all out. I think it's every day it changes. Every day you kind of have to go with the flow and be malleable to change and be open to pivoting and changing, whether it be in business or in life. I mean, from dating to being a mom to running a business, I don't think there's one set of rules that works every day. Well, you you just said the magic word that I wanted to talk about. Dating. Let's talk about dating. Topic always. Yes. Okay. I want to hear what's going on there for you. So, last time and, we- and speaking of guilt, where does the guilt come into your dating life? Let's cover all of that. Oh, okay. So I try to only go on dates when I don't have Liv. And when I do have her, I try to be there for bedtime and to put her to bed. And, you know, that's kind of my go-to on the weekends. I don't have her. I So I have 50-50 custody for those who don't know. And I have a two-two-three schedule. So every other weekend I don't have her and pretty much half the week So to alleviate that guilt of dating and parenting, I say, okay, well, I plan dates when I don't have her. Mm -hmm. So there's no, you know, feeling bad about that. Um, Up until a few months ago, I actually had a boyfriend of a little over a year that uh, I ended. 
And that was incredibly hard too, because it was something I knew was not right. And dating post-divorce, you really want to be with someone because you're lonely, but you also know you can't fuck up again. So it's this, you know, it was this struggle internally of, I need to trust my gut and I need to honor myself. And you know, that was hard because Liv was close with him and we kind of formed this little family, but I had to think about long-term and her long-term and my happiness, which honestly is not always on the forefront of my decisions. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you, I mean, I'm not happy you broke up, but I'm glad that you were able to make a decision that you knew was healthy for you, even though it wasn't easy, I'm sure. Yeah. I think, um, going through a divorce and you learn so much about yourself and whether it be through therapy or speaking with people like you. And one of the important things is to not lose that when you're dating, you know, not forget about what you did learn, whether you wanted the divorce or you didn't. So now that you have that first relationship after divorce experience behind you, what would you say to somebody who is just starting to date after divorce to sort of like quiet that loneliness? I think that you can't put so much pressure on it. I think you have to have fun. You can't go into it saying, I need to find my husband. Um, I tell my friends going through divorce now, there's no such thing as a bad date. It's just a good story. I like that. Everybody always would be like, how was it? Tell us what happened. And honestly, like the the worse the date, the funnier the next day was. So I kind of didn't take it so seriously and didn't take myself so seriously when going on them. But one thing I did learn as I started dating a lot more was, I know I'm going to probably go against every rule in the book, but everyone always says, give everyone a chance. You never know. And I think that there's parameters with that. (laughs) I think that at some point, you do know if somebody's going to be totally not for you. And right. I think that kind of trusting my gut and, and, you know, believing I do know to a degree of what I would want and wouldn't want and, and narrowing down dates and not just saying yes to everything. Cause I don't have unlimited time. Right. That's really good advice. And, and what about like, I think a lot of people who get into relationships after divorce, because they are carrying the sense of shame that they got divorced, they want this one to work so badly that they will do anything, including like sacrificing their own needs. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, I dated a few people post-divorce, but this was the first person who was part of my family life. So live and my family and traveling and he lived with me. And I would say there was a few times I should have ended it and didn't because I so badly wanted this to be the one and I wanted it to work and I wanted it to be right. And I think what it came down to was, is this right now or right forever? And if it's only for right now, then the longer I stay in this, the longer it's going to take me to meet right forever. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, I love that you were like, able to, I mean, cause a lot of people have too much pride and, and they're too worried about what people might think. But I think you sent a message to your daughter that was so important. That was, you know, 
it, if it, if it ain't working, you got to walk away. Exactly. How did she handle the breakup? So she, luckily she's five, although she's very smart for her age. Um, she definitely noticed the change. And I had said to her, some people are better as friends, which mm-hmm. is really what I did when it came to my ex-husband as well. But, you know, I think that she will still bring his name up and I won't talk negatively about it. And I'll just kind of reinforce that we're better as friends and, you know, he's not living with us anymore. And she's so easy to make happy. And I'm so fortunate about that and about her age and, um, you know, how easily distracted she is. So it's not like a constant thing, but it definitely was something she noticed and she's made comments and she has said things like this house needs a daddy and you just want to cry. And, but then she says, I only want to be at your house. So, you know, it's like, there's always things that are, are positive and negative about it, but I think kids, kids move on. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're resilient like that. So as you're looking for your next relationship, have you started dating again? I have. Um, I've been going on dates. I'm not dating anyone in particular. So if you happen to know anyone, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, no, I'm dating. I think I'm being more selective this time. I think that um, I'm trying to focus more on myself at the moment and on my business. I think I was so, so like engrossed in my relationship and trying to figure out how to make it work that I neglected other parts of my life. Right. Yeah. Part of the problem. Right. Um, So I'm dating. Okay. Yeah. And is there anything in particular you think you're doing differently this time? So I'm not colorblind anymore. So red flags are no longer green and I'm not ignoring them. Um, I did see somewhere that they said the things you ignore in the beginning end up being the reason for the ending. And absolutely, absolutely. Could not be more true. Like could not be more true. So I think it's trusting my gut. You know, I went through a bad divorce and um, I think I was so scared to trust myself again that I didn't know what was what I could and couldn't trust. And I ignored that feeling. And I think it, it really taught me that I do know what's best for me. Good for you. I love that. So all in all, five years out, you're thriving. Tell us a little bit about the business. Like how far has it come at this point? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, it's one of my babies style child. Um, it's great. I mean, we're a nationwide company. We are, in stores across the country. We are on different children's websites. We're growing as a brand. We started doing birthday parties where you can design and decorate your own sneakers, um, which has been totally taking off and such a blast. And kids do it here, or we ship a party package to you. Um, We're expanding into sandals and other um, footwear. So that's really exciting coming up. And looking for people who want to grow with us at this point, to be honest. So we're like really taking the next step. I love it. Good for you. You're so inspiring. And I hope that everybody listening can feel that. I'm sure they can. Do you have any last piece of advice for any mom who is just starting to ease into single motherhood and try and make it all work? 
So I want to say it gets easier, but I think it gets more adaptable. I think you learn how to navigate better and you learn how to adjust to the change and kind of just get it done with, you know, with less and less guilt as you go. And I think honoring yourself and making time for yourself is so important because it will help you be a better mom and be better in business and all these things. So I would definitely say it's not self-care is not a joke. Not at all. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I could do a whole episode with you on self-care, but maybe we'll, we'll do that next <laughs> you know, time. For the next round three. Yeah. Because I think you're, you're probably like me, like you you're desperate for a massage and a manicure. And then you realize that that's not the best form of self-care there is, right? Right. And then while I'm getting the massage, I'm thinking, oh my God, should my phone be like underneath the, the chair so I could see it if it's going off? And and turning off is such a hard thing for me. And my daughter will say, mom, put your phone down. Yeah. Which is could be a whole nother episode, but... Uh, yeah. Oh God. You know, once they call you out on it, it's bad. My, it's my daughter's bad. been there too. She'll yeah. be like, we're going to watch a movie with no phones. And I'm right. like... God. Okay. <laughs> I know. Tell everyone where they can find you if they want to learn more about you or order some of your beautiful shoes. Yeah. So you can visit us online at uh, www.stylechildbyjl.com or follow us on Instagram at stylechildbyjl. And you can email us or DM us and we're here to help. You can also come by our showroom actually in Boca where we now have open shopping hours. So that's fun and exciting. That's so yeah. fun. I want to yeah. come. Come. We have clothes. We have accessories. We do our birthday parties here. It's a really fun space. No one could see this but you, but it's a fun uh, warehouse we turned into a little shopping experience. So that's bring awesome. Bella. I would love to. And I'm so proud of you. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for being here. If you have more questions about easing into single motherhood, or if you are also a divorce OG and you're ready to get out there and help other moms inquire about our Moving On Method certified coaching program, where we train you how to be a divorce coach, we'd love to help you with that. Info at momsmovingon.com for any questions. And we'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. 
I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.